0: Well, hey, welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Paul. I'm the teaching pastor for the Marion campus. So thankful that you've chosen uh, to join us today. Uh, I do hope your week has been going well so far. You're halfway there. Well, I guess that depends on your work schedule, but it's Wednesday and uh, I'm glad you're listening today. Thanks so much for your time. Well, hey, uh, today in the devotional content, we are in Genesis chapter 4, verses 8 through 15. And of course, this stems... Uh, from what we studied on Sunday in Hebrews chapter 11 and the story of Abel uh, and his, his more pleasing sacrifice to God and, and the faith uh, that was represented um, in that sacrifice that Abel made to God. And what we see in our verses today is really the fallout of Cain, Abel's older brother, his sin uh, when he murdered his younger brother, Abel. Um, You know, the Bible never shies away from brokenness and from hurt and from pain. And while it is difficult to read sometimes, I think what it should do is encourage us that um, people are broken and and they always have been. And yet Jesus um, desires to love us and to save us and to transform us. And so as we look at the brokenness and the wickedness of our world, I think sometimes that leads to a loss of hope. We say, ah, oh, Jesus, it's just hopeless out there. You know, so many broken things and, and depending on what you're listening to and what news stations you tune into, you know, you might have a heightened um, view of the brokenness of the world. But what I would say is that Jesus is still in control. Uh, Jesus is saving people. Jesus is transforming us. He's, he's taking us from death to life. He's rescuing us from the dominion of darkness. And so we can just praise God and say, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that even in the brokenness, uh, you save and you ransom, you redeem, and you make new. But I have uh, gone off on a tangent at this point. So back to the focus of uh, the devotional content this morning. So in verse 8, uh, chapter 4, again, of the book of Genesis, what we see is Cain say this. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Uh, again, just horrific stuff. the um, uh, First two, you know, babies born, and one kills the other. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground, and now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, and Cain was a farmer, uh, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, And Cain says to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. And so uh, here you get, um, you know, Cain is operating out of anger. And on Sunday, I talked a lot about how anger is a secondary emotion. Um, Behind our anger is a deeper emotion uh, that is really driving anger. So for example, when we are maybe embarrassed, um, and if we respond in anger when we're embarrassed, what that could reveal is that we have an identity issue uh, that is rooted in, in wanting to cultivate this picture or this image of ourselves to other people. And if that gets damaged, instead of owning it or, or instead of being able to laugh it off or whatever, we recoil in anger as a way of self Defense, or for example, we are a people, human beings. Generally, we desire justice, and so if somebody physically harms us, our natural response is retaliation. We want to physically harm people back um, because we desire justice, and we forget that that our job is not justice. That's God's job, and He will ultimately deliver justice because He is a good and just God. But what we see here is Cain. Here, uh, he has been. Uh, I think if you go back and, and listen to the message on Sunday, I talked a lot about how you know Cain has been viewed as the one who would crush the serpent's head. According to I think his his mother Eve, as, as he is born uh, in verse one of chapter four, she she says that the one the God has given me a man, or I have been given a man uh, with the help of the Lord. And essentially, what she means there is it goes back to Genesis three and this promise that Satan's head would be crushed and, and Satan would bruise his heel. And so there's this natural sort of concept in this very sort of rigid interpretation um, from Eve and and Adam to say, oh yeah, well, of course, I've I've given birth to a man. Of course, this is the one that's going to crush the serpent's head. And so then we see Cain uh, likely living in this pride his entire life to say, I'm the one who's supposed to save the world. I'm the one who's supposed to redeem things. I'm the one who's supposed to crush Satan. And what's really fascinating back in uh, verse two, when Abel is born, Eve says nothing. And what we, I think, can, can read into that is, is when you look at the meaning of the name Abel, it actually means meaningless. It means nothingness. And so, they're basically saying, look, we've got Cain. Why do we need Abel? And so, then when God sees Abel's sacrifice and he views it as more desirable, more pleasing, Cain has this identity crisis to say, maybe I'm not it. Maybe I'm not the one. And he's not. Cain is not the savior of the world. Jesus is the savior of the world. And so here's the, I think, really powerful thing about this text is when we have an unhealthy savior complex, we will rebel against the the roles and the identities that God has given us to play. The devotional content talks about this a lot. So I'd encourage you uh, to really dig into that and, and to read that. But but when we understand first and foremost, uh, as our gospel identity core value would say that we are undeniably flawed, that we are broken sinners in desperate need of a savior and when we understand we in and of ourselves cannot and will not save ourselves we cannot crush the head of Satan only Jesus can crush Satan because only Jesus walked out of the tomb after three days defeating death defeating then the power of death and ultimately sin is what brings death into the world Jesus defeats sin therefore Jesus defeats defeats death therefore Jesus crushes Satan all that to say, You and I, we have to understand that we are undeniably flawed. We are sinners in desperate need of a Savior so that we can also understand in the gospel that we are unbelievably loved at the cross. That when Jesus died on the cross, he was saying, I love you, you're screwed up, you're messed up, and I love you anyway. Yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He who knew no sin became sin so that we, might become the righteousness of God. And so that's really what we talked about um, this past Sunday. And, and I think your devotional content certainly gets into that as well. A couple of things that I think are helpful as we think about the devotional content is is just, again, looking at how Cain really rejects his role as a brother, his brother's keeper, and then um, becomes his brother's killer instead. And so thinking through, are there any roles, God, that you've given me that I'm rejecting? maybe that's um, husbands. We are called to lay down our life for our spouse, just as Christ laid down his life for the church. You know, Something similar can be said about the role of a parent. Our, our job is to parent and not provoke our children to anger, but to bring them up in the teaching and the instruction of the Lord. And here's the thing, I think when we reject the roles that God has given us, um, then somehow we, we, we have a distorted view of our own identity. When, when God tells us, hey, um, go and make disciples of all nations. When we reject this um, role that God has given us in this epic story of redemption, uh, we somehow look to ourselves to be our own savior, to be our own source of authority. And so I, I love what the devotional content uh, has there in, in, um, in the app. It's just to say, hey, what are some roles that God has given you? Evaluate those. Are you being obedient to those roles or are you rejecting them? And then what is some of the negative fruit that comes out of that? I think maybe a good helpful way to do this in that live it up section of that devotional content, it gives us a, an exercise and I'll just read it for us. It says on the top of a sheet of paper, write uh, the words I am, and then below that list out some of the identities that you have. Uh, I am a parent, student, teacher, friend, et cetera. Take note of the identities that come up in you first. And then how do these primary identities impact or impede your relationship with the Lord. And I think that's a great exercise to do. So what I want to do to close out our time together, and I know I'm running way too long, I apologize, um, but I, I want us to um, pray to the Lord to say, Lord, what are my identities? Who am I? Who have you made me to be? And if your first answer is not um, a redeemed, reconciled child of you, Jesus, then, then we've got some work to do. And, and would we work through that and really understand who we are through the gospel and how we can also live out these more practical real life roles that you've given us as parent, as husband or wife, uh, as coworker, whatever it may be. And so let's, let's take time to pray. I'm going to kick us off. I want to encourage you to pray as well. And and thanks so much for joining us on the Drivecast. Let's pray together. Father, uh, we praise you and we thank you. And we do ask that you would reveal to us, how do we view ourselves? And is that right? Do we understand that we are sinners in desperate need of a savior? Or do we think like Cain that, that we are the Savior, that we can live our lives in such a way that we'll find ultimate meaning, satisfaction, uh, that we can maybe work toward legalism to to flee from sin, but we we can never have freedom from sin apart from the blood of Christ. Only the blood blood of Jesus gives us freedom from sin. And so, God, we praise you for that. Would you bring to mind the things that are maybe impeding or getting in the way of our relationship with you? Would you help us repent of those things, give them to you? And would you remind us of who we have been made to be through faith in you, Jesus? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.